boots to asses. That's not proof. Enough What's is that? enough. What's Start everybody? playing with some jam in here. Let's go. Backstreet Sports. <laughs> Boy, the setup for this show is that really incredible. That is a flawless intro. We have got to get a camera up in here yeah. so we can get something. Get something. Oh, my goodness. Okay, people, just to paint you a picture of what we were trying to do. Last week, we reported that Tanner was going to be on vacation. Well, we got him queued up on the phone. What's up, boy? Yo, yo, yo. How you guys doing? How, how's that deserted desert island? Oh, it's great here. Beautiful. Oh, blah, 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 blah. blah. No, Who cares? I'm, I'm jealous of you. Let's, get, let's dive into this real quick here. Thursday, June 6th. We got Tanner in Hawaii. We got the other three guys here. T, Chris, Max, the whole crew. So I want to dive into this talk real quick. A little NBA talk last night. Game three in the NBA Finals. Um, the Warriors were down a couple key stars. Clay Thompson was out. Um, KD obviously still out and you know Steph goes off you know 40 plus points almost 50 points and he didn't get much help so I just want to get you guys reaction real quick as a whole you know what do you think is going to happen um, as the series continues do you think if Clay gets healthy in game four if KD can come back do the Warriors still have a chance to win well I, I called the game like midway through the first quarter if everybody remember I said all right that's game that's it now Tanner was the only one that was actually optimistic about the game saying that it wasn't over yeah, I seen differently. Curry, <laughs> Curry wasn't going to do, you know, Curry couldn't do it on his own. He just couldn't. All right, I'm sorry. No, Tanner, were you able to catch any of the game? Any of the highlights? I was able to catch the game. It didn't look like Steph was getting too much help out there last night. And um, yeah, he did take uh, a lot of shots. The Warriors were playing really wounded, so I'm thinking they're going to bounce back and they're going to win. They're still going to win the series. You think? Yeah, because I I just don't see how it's going to happen if if. KD's out for, you know, obviously he's already been out an extended period of time, but if he can't come back until game six or seven, I think the way the Raptors are playing, Kawhi's not even having his best shooting, you know, games the last couple games. He hasn't been shooting as no. efficient well, as he's been. And, well, to that, I mean, from the, from the start of the game, uh, it just looked like the Warriors were flat-footed, and the Raptors came ready to play, and they, 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 they were moving the ball a lot better, I felt like. Uh, and they were playing much more discipline. And when they had their opportunities at the free th- free throw line, they were making them. Yeah. And from from and like you said with Leonard not shooting well, they look like a great cohesive team right now. I mean, Siakam looked great last night. Yeah, but Kyle and Lowry really impressed Kyle me too. Kyle Lowry too. And yeah, to that point, uh, like that's one of the things that I said that you couldn't you know uh, forget about with the Raptors was it's bad enough when Kawhi is their consistent scorer. But when the entire team starts scoring like that, you're not beating them. You're not beating the Raptors. It's it's hard to beat them. So Gasol's playing well for Gas- them. Gasol looked great too. Yes, the he Fred did. Van Fleet coming off the bench. Danny Green hit a lot of threes last yes. night, man. He looked really good. And it was in Golden State on top of that. They just that's their first loss since game seven of the finals a couple years ago. Um, I mean, man, geez. I I just don't you, you going into the series, we all thought even without a healthy Kevin Durant the Golden State Warriors still had a pretty good chance of winning the yeah. series. Yeah. And now we're sitting here after three games. They need to get game four at home if they want to win this series. If they go down 3-1 going back to Toronto. They don't have a choice. Um, the hope is that they get Clay, at least they get Clay back. That's the hope. But they don't have much of a choice. If they don't win game three, um, they're in serious four. danger of 
Oh, I'm sorry. Four. Jeez. I got you. I got you. This is what happens when you balance college and everything else. So (laughs) there were pictures of Kevin Durant back there with just his ankle wrapped in ice. So the Warriors could be just keeping it low key when Kevin Durant's returning. Yeah, and Clay Thompson's strained hamstring also played a factor last night. He didn't play. He suited up, yeah. but he didn't get on the court. Yeah, that was um, the coach's decision. They sat him down. But you could see when they turned the camera to Clay that you could see the frustration in his face. He was just like, listen, I, I could have went. Like, I could have helped. I could have contributed. Like, this is irritating me. But I like to see that out of players. But I think the team ultimately made the right decision. I think Kyle Lowry had a crazy game last night, a game I haven't seen out of him in a long time. I mean, he was looking like – the team obviously he's been there for a long time basically his, obviously his whole career but man he he was leading this Kawhi didn't have his best game and he was really you know almost being that guy that was kind of getting like firing everybody up on the sidelines mm-hmm. playing great defense hustling for loose balls on the court um almost like they just wanted the game more and Steph was trying to do everything he could obviously um hitting some crazy threes yes and I mean there were, there were even some times where you know, just because Steph was trying to do everything he could, because, I mean, he was almost like the only guy out there. There were a couple things that he did where I was like, what the hell are you thinking? Like that one, I don't know if you saw it, that alley-oop, I guess you could call it, from beyond the three-point line. It, just right off the backboard and right to whoever on Toronto rebounded it. it I, I don't know. I, I didn't like his decision-making that much last night. Well, the thing about it is with um, with Steph is he's so used to having those guys around him. He's used to having the full course. So now you're working with the really the second-hand guys. And, you know, that's a, that's a heck of an adjustment. I just wish he wouldn't, you know, use that flash that he usually traditionally does with the starters that he, do, that he did last night with, you know, the backup guys. You got to understand that, you know, there's – you know, there's a lot on the line in this series, and you can't be just giving the ball away like that. Like that, the Raptors were hot last night. I mean, they were scorching. Everybody was on fire. That's Ibaka, not Ibaka was blocking everything. Yes, Siakam. Oh my goodness! Like everybody was just contributing to. Everybody contributed to the they win. Had great so role players. You you can't be doing stuff like that. Yeah, Tanner. How long can you hang around for? It. You got like a couple minutes. Hey, I got a couple minutes. Go All right. through some silly stuff. Yeah, I want to touch on some Phil stuff. Obviously, Craig Kimball signs last night, three years, $43 million. What are your thoughts on that? Oh, man, I didn't think it was going to happen. Honestly, I thought it was going to happen a little later, but that's crazy. Those Cubs look um, really good, and would, I'm scared. Would you have given them that three-year, $43 million contract? Do you think that was a little too much, especially with Kutch getting hurt, which we'll get into shortly? Hey, um... I, I think it's I think it's all right. I I don't really have much more to say about it. Would you like to see him in a Phillies uniform now for that money and that amount of years? Well, definitely that would have been great. Right. But I don't think we would have went that angle anyway. I don't think I don't know if we were in one on the list for getting him. Mm-hmm. Um, high up on that list, I should say. Right. But um, I don't know. Maybe it's a good thing that we. Right with the cuts, with sure. with McCutcheon going down with his injury, obviously in the leadoff spot, he played a, uh, a big yeah. role. Do you think the season? You know, obviously we don't want to just throw it away. Um, probably not going to be the year Andrew that we win the whole thing. McCutcheon. But <laughs> do you think? Do you think with Cutch going down? Do you think as the deadline approaches, we we don't maybe we're not as aggressive. We don't make those big time moves for maybe the bum gardener or something to kind of put us over the top. I don't think this team's done, and I don't think that uh, contributed to any 
move or anything like that. But it is terrible about McCutcheon and Clutch, I should say. Right. And it was Andrew it was really McClutchin. bad losing him. And I just want to say something about the lineup. Um, I I like the way that they're putting Harper in the two hole. Yeah. I don't know if they'll continue. But I think a changeup for me would be in the five and six hole. Hmm. I'd put maybe Bruce at five, and JT move him down to the six hole. Right, let's put like split the lefties and righties up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, and I like him. How many home runs does he have? Three right now for the Phillies. Bruce has three for the Phillies. I think he's got what seventeen yeah. overall now. Yeah, he's, he's got sixteen home runs overall. I think. Yeah, and uh, he has the most of any anyone else on the team. He's Mariners team that would hit multiple home runs a game. They had at one point they had the most home runs in the league. I don't know what they're doing now, but I just think it's oh we we got him. Cutchins out. We got him at a convenient time. Yeah, yeah. We're looking for help to add depth to the outfield mm-hmm. for Odubel's absence as well. But now he's able to fill for Andrew. He's not going to be Andrew McCutcheon, but he's going to be able to fill in for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's swinging that hot bat, so hopefully he keeps it up. Yes, and sir. we got Roman Quinn coming back. Yeah, he'll take over center field. Hazley's obviously had a game winner last night. Yeah. They don't think he's ready yeah. yet for the major league level, but we'll see what happens. I don't know. I just wanted to ask you one thing, and then I'll let you get out of here. <laughs> Darren Sproles earlier in the week said he wants to come back. He wants to get uh, top five. He wants, or he, I should say, he wants to be part of the all uh, top five list, all purpose yards, all time. So, do you think he's got another year left in him, or would you bring him back if the money's right? Hey, what? if he's that confident, I really liked him as a player and his personality. Uh, if he's that confident, sure, bring him back. But I know he also has interest in the Chargers and the Saints to return back to them. So, I mean, who do we have? We have. Well, the problem is Howard, we, we really Clement. don't. Yeah, but as, as a punt returner, we don't really have another option. That's that's kind of what's got me, right. you know, on the fence. We just have Deshaun Jackson. Right, and we kind of we don't want to. He's kind of older now. We don't want to get him in harm's way. I mean, we really need him to be our deep threat. All right. So, right. yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens, though. All right, man. Uh, we'll catch up with you next week. You know, hopefully back. Have a yep. safe trip back here. Hey, man, I got, um, I, got plenty, I got plenty of your drops, you know, to keep playing to make sure people think you're still here. So, <laughs> we good for the day. Well, we yo, good. man, enjoy right. your vacation. We do Seriously. miss you, Tanner. the first calling in, so. Hopefully we start a trend. It's like 5 a.m. here. Well, <laughs> all right, dude. All right, man. We'll catch you later, all right? All right. Catch you guys later. Take all care right, have a good one. Tanner Gilmartin, everybody. Uh, listen, guys, diving back into the, to the finals real quick, I just want to wrap up a quick point here. Mm-hmm. Um, watching, you know, when we're sitting there, when I'm sitting there watching games like, especially last night, how dominant the Warriors have been over the last mul- multiple finals, obviously. Um, going into game four, what has to change for the Warriors? You know, obviously, injuries, they play a part in this game. But when these guys come back, what has to change? You know, the, the role players that were playing well in the series prior to the NBA finals against the Raptors, those guys aren't having the same impact while they're in the lineup. Got like Looney got uh, Kevon Looney got got hurt. Drebko's basically not playing well flat out. Um, Alfonso McKinney's not playing as well as he did back. You're asking players at this point that aren't used to putting in those type of minutes and aren't used to being asked to do the major things that you know the starters were usually asked to do. You're you're now putting those role players in those positions, and and of course. They don't have the skill level to be able to step up to do it. Mm-hmm. And you obviously seen that last night. 
Now, if these injuries continue to pile up for the Warriors, there's no way they're going to win this series. Now, if you at least get Clay back, which I think Clay is probably closer to coming back than Durant probably is. I've been hearing some things about Durant that ain't necessarily good, but I'm not going to bring it up because they're just, you know, hearsay. But if you get at least Clay back, then you can at least compete with yeah. the uh, at least compete with the Raptors. It's uncharted territory for the Warriors right now, down two one in the NBA Finals. They definitely need Clay back, and at this point, the way they looked last night, I mean, Steph, he can only do so much. You know, he can only carry a team so far, especially going up against a great team like the Raptors, where they just come at you with so many weapons. So Clay would definitely help, but if Kevin Durant can somehow, even at like seventy five percent, to come out and and try to give anything he can to help this team bounce back in it in the series. Um, you know, obviously that would be much, much needed for the Warriors. And I hope they can get game four because I want to see a competitive series, especially because going into the series, I thought the Raptors, like I said, I took the Raptors in seven games, basically on the because of the home court advantage that they mm-hmm. had. Um, but now having two stars and Clay and KD both out, I, I just sucks because you want to see both teams at full strength, especially in the NBA Finals. It kind of sucks when both teams aren't at full strength. But let's dive into some Phillies talk now. Obviously, coming off a disappointing road trip, they got two yesterday, or excuse me, they got two the last two games. They they were able to you know escape San Diego we, with a win. We knew what you meant. <laughs> <laughs> but man, that Dodger series, you know, going into, I personally wanted to see how we were able to match up. I was confident going in. We had a series W against the Cardinals. We were playing really well. We were won a, won a lot of series in a row. And I had confidence going into that Dodger series. I know how great their pitching stacked up against us, especially all left-handed pitchers in that series. Um, but man, we just got spanked. Yeah, not to be a negative Nancy, but I wasn't coming. At, I wasn't going into that series expecting to win it. I really wasn't, especially with that that lineup. Freaking Max Muncy. Uh, here we go. Uh, God, of course. <laughs> they come at you. All those left-handed pitchers. Pisses bats, me off. Jock Peterson. Jock Peterson. That swing, Bellinger, that I mean, swing man, looks so ugly, too, that home run he had. They anyway, just come at it's you. ridiculous. And their bullpen with Kenley Jansen, the back end of it, is hard to compete with. I mean, if you have three outs in the ninth inning to work with, it's it's hard because he's, he's so dominant as best in, in the back end of the bullpen. And mm-hmm. their starting staff, they don't have a weak link. You know, we have like, oh, Nola, okay, he gives us a good shot to win. Arietta, the same thing. Uh, I didn't know he's been inconsistent not, this not, season. Not as but late. I, but, but man, Rich Hill... It. Kershaw, right. you know, Hunjin Ryu. I mean, these guys just keep coming at you. I at least Ryu expected us to hot. I, Sorry. I, um, that's all good. I at least expected us to come out with one win. Like, that's that's bare minimum. I mean, Hector Neris has been great for us this year. He gives up the home run to Will Smith. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, know, y'all know. Pisses me off. And, and y'all know on top of all this stuff, it's like one in the morning. Like, I just want a W, right? So I can go to sleep. Did any, and, did any of you look at that notification and think, that, what is this typo? <laughs> Will Smith. <laughs> Hit a walk-off in the ninth for the Dodgers against the Phillies. What are you talking mm. about, MLB at-bat? Yeah, that's just... Uh, I don't know. I, 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 just, I just... Of I just, course. Of course. I just seen who who threw the ball for the for the at-bat. So he never Hector? been a big Hector fan, yeah, obviously. Yeah, and, and I, and I threw my phone. Oh, and don't, <laughs> don't, don't get me wrong. I still have my issues with Hector, but now with Sir Anthony having this elbow problem, elbow problem you know, the bullpen is being stretched really thin right now. And it's like, I mean, who who can you call up? Austin Davis. Well, that's, Which, as, I as mean, Tanner once said, "You're always on your back." Yes. <laughs> Listen, right, I'm, Chris, I'm with you 100. percent I look at this as, especially because I want to get your guys' opinion on Craig Kimball real quick in a minute. But for for me personally, I don't think we should have given 
or should gave, I should say, Craig Kimball that huge contract just because of how many guys, and I'm not talking about guys that aren't good bullpen pieces. I mean, think of all the guys that are injured in a bullpen that have been good. Now, hear me out because I'm going to say a couple names where you guys might disagree with. Uh-huh. All, all right, good. All right, let's go. But when I say good, I mean they give they bring something to the table, whether it be be able to pitch multiple innings, be have a high strikeout rate. Guys that we don't really have in that bullpen right now. So I'm going to throw this out there real quick. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm going to throw out Tommy Hunter. <laughs> okay. Obviously, obviously David Robertson, we signed him to be pitch big innings for us, and he's been out for a long time. But He's been yeah, Adubarai Ramos, Adam Morgan, who's been great for us this Adam season. Adam Morgan's been okay. great. Okay, I'll give you that. Got, that that's four right there. I'll talk about Sir Anthony goes down last night. Obviously, that's going to be another another loss because he hasn't been having his, a, a great season. Yeah, he hasn't quite had command of that fastball but like he has in the past. We still relied on him to get big outs. So the only guy in our bullpen right now where we point to who's had a great season for us so far is Hector Neris. Hector I mean, Neris. Other than that, other that's than that ball That's not true! <laughs> his, his ERA is low, and, and I just think... It's not true? And now I know why math teachers want you to show your work. They want to see where you messed up. Show me where he has not been probably the best guy in the bullpen this year. I go off eye test, and you know that. You can show me all the stats you want. Y'all can tell me that look, his ERA is below two. Y'all can show me all that. I Listen, I look at what I see with my eyes. Other than Adam Morgan and the couple times I've seen Victor Arano, I, even though there's still a part of me that gets nervous watching Hector Neris pitch, He's been one of the better guys. He statistically, has. Statistically. Statistically. I mean, how many blown saves, saves does he have this year? I, I think just that one. Just that one, I think. It just, uh, just it, it, it did kind of make me a little sick to my stomach that yesterday Juan Nicasio got the win. A little yeah. bit. Mm-hmm. But that shows you how thin our bullpen is out there, though. J.D. Hammer had a, gave up a grand slam to Manny Machado a couple of nights ago. Oh, yeah. I'm just that, I, I look at this team and I think I can't just say the season's over based on no. the fact that we have so many injuries. Especially, uh, Roman Quinn, I know he hasn't shown the ability to stay healthy, but if he can come back and he, he's he's got the speed to cover ground in center field, Adam okay. Hazley will see what he can do at the big league level within the next couple we, weeks. Yeah, and sorry, I didn't mean because it looked like you had to keep you had more stuff. Go ahead. But you know, if Adam Hazley turns out, we may not have to worry about the whole Andrew McCutcheon thing. And, you know, if Roman Quinn can keep himself together, literally, maybe we won't have to worry about the whole outfield thing. And we still got, even though he has not been great this year, we still have Nick Williams down in AAA. But how about Adam Easley, man? In the clutch situation, a young kid just getting called up and you hit the game winning. Mm -hmm. We needed that one big time. We needed it. And that was clutch. That was a tough pitch to hit. That was outside. Yes, it was. It was outside the zone going away. There was a split second where I was like, what the hell are you doing? Okay. <laughs> you know what? I, I almost had that reaction, too. I was like, yo, first off, what are you doing? What, you big dummy. Why'd you hit that? <laughs> Why'd you swing at that? But it, it, made, it made contact. King, so. Kingery turned on the Jets. They got the good bounce, and they got the run home. Yep. I'll tell you what. Looking at that Dodger series and how bad it was, coming out of this road trip this week, two and four, can't complain. I'll no. take I'll You take can't it. complain. No. I'll take Especially it. after starting off the road trip. 0-4, yeah. being able to get those next two. And Bruce, I'll tell you what, having his bat in that second game in the Padres series injected into the lineup, man, he hopefully, and I'm not saying, we can't expect him to keep his pace up, no. I mean, because it's, it's kind of ridiculous. I, but, but Chris, I think you were on to something when you said you needed the left-handed power in the rotation. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh in the pitching rotation. In the, I'm talking about, the, I thought you mean the batting. Well, I don't call the no. batting lineup Look, the rotation. Man, uh, Scott Kingery, your boy Scott Kingery. Scott Dingery. <laughs> <laughs> Two nights ago, 
every RBI from Br- Br- Bruce Wayne and Scott Dingery. <laughs> the Adventures of Bruce Wayne and Scott Dingery. Yeah, this is serious. We should you know, try to create. There's a yeah. There's our there's our title for today. <laughs> the Adventures of Bruce Wayne and Scott Dingery. Well, I figure we title it Two Tanner. Two Tanner. <laughs> Vacationing in Hawaii. We miss you, Tanner. Yeah. No, that's but, questionable. But yeah, no that that one game. Eight runs, six RBIs from Jay Bruce, the other two from Scott Kingery. and They went know, back to back a couple nights ago. They did, yeah. And I, I don't want to just see two guys getting eight runs in for the Phillies. Yeah. You know, but man, Scott Kingery has low key been really good this year. Especially yeah. playing a great third base as oh well defensively. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Franco's been like an afterthought at this point. You know, I hear people complain about we had a hole at third base. I don't see that. Not as, not as long as he continues to play I'm, the way he's been playing. I am feeling more and more comfortable with Scott Kingery being an everyday, everyday third baseman. Third baseman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, why not? Give it to him from what he's shown us. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I still want to see what Hazley can do. Uh, you brought up JD Hammer giving up that grand slam. That to me is just a young guy taking a punch in the gut. He's he's young. He's just well, got yeah, called Noel, up. Noel didn't give him, uh, you know, good support Hell, there. No. He gave him like three base runners the, and left. The little bit that I have seen of JD Hammer because I I don't get a chance to watch every game. Mm. I've really liked what I've seen. Mm-hmm. Freaking looks like I want to touch on Aaron Nola real quick. Okay, man, he hasn't been himself. He he just hasn't been himself in in, in that start against he's San Diego. He he's go, he flies through the first like four or five innings, and then he just almost like completely falls apart in that sixth inning. I just I, I'm trying to get your point on what what's happening with Aaron Nola. Why isn't he looking like that same Cy Young candidate type of pitcher we saw last season? I wish I had the answers for you, Max. You know, I, what? W- I we, sorry. What we, we talked about this when we were first worried about Aaron Nola, and we were saying, is it a, a physical thing or is it a mental thing? It, it's, I, I think at this point, it's, it's a mental, mental thing, thing, and that's the one thing I was scared about. I did not want it to be a mental thing. I was praying. You can heal physically. Mental-wise, when those, when those negative thoughts and those negative things starts entering your head, nothing is going right for you, that's, well, that's bad. To we've there, seen flashes of his dominance oh, yeah. a couple times this year. And, I mean, a guy who went through something similar to this was Roy Halladay. When he was a younger guy back then, looked like a great dominant pitcher, and he had a couple dark years where... He wasn't performing well, and he went to a sports psychologist for. Yeah. Yeah, apparently, he went to him through his the end of his tenure with the Blue Jays and into his career with the Phillies. And obviously, and he, it helped. It did, and I mean, who knows? Maybe I, I mean, obviously, Aaron Nola is a completely different person. All right. But it might be something he could look into. Two things I think about Aaron Nola when when I see him pitch. Obviously, last year. Early in the season, I realized, man, this guy is special. So I wanted to watch almost every start because you know he's going seven, eight innings. Mm-hmm. He's going to strike out 10-plus and just dominate usually last season. So last year compared to this season, which what I've seen um, watching games, his his curveball location, when his curveball is going right for him, people either swing right through it or they, they, get, they freeze because yep. that thing goes up like a 12-6 and then it just drops right into that zone. What I'm saying this year is his curveball is lower in the zone, so it starts out in the bottom portion of the zone yep. and then dives out of the zone almost like he wants people to chase it and they're not chasing it so no. far so he needs to get that curveball working and also fastball location his two seamer that usually runs back on the outside part of the plate mm-hmm. it'll, it'll look like it's going to go outside obviously and then it just bang it comes right back inside especially to lefties when it runs inside and then comes back and catches that corner 
he's been missing with the yeah, fastball location. You know, it's I know we're talking about Aaron Nola, but th- that's what Jake Arrieta was trying to do in his start yesterday, and his same start, uh, not same start, the same, same his, his his other game against the Dodgers. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. No, when you look at those home run, the two home runs he gave up in the Dodgers game, and the one home run he gave up, le- the one he gave up yesterday was up and away in the zone, which eh, not a great place. Both home runs in the Dodgers game were both to obviously left-handed batters down and in, trying to get that two-seam to curve back yeah. into the zone. And I don't know, especially yesterday, it seems like his command, Arietta's command has been really off. I, I, don't, just, I, don't, I, know. I don't know either. I, I th- he's A lot of the ball, when Arietta's going right, his balls are down in the zone, mm-hmm. right? But they're thrown for strikes. I see a lot of him himself he's tipping his pitches a lot and those those balls are just diving straight down into the dirt you know th- that yeah. two seamer he Nola moves his east west right yeah. so he goes inside and then wants it to dive back over right when i see Arietta throw his he kind of comes up top he has like a higher release point so he comes down and that thing kind of like almost like a that's interesting that's he, interesting yeah it it, it kind of it starts high and then kind of just floats right down through the bottom of the zone and then hits like almost like JT's always like it bounces up there, and JT's got to stop it. I'm I'm glad you observed that. Um, you know what? <laughs> Dang. It might be arm angles because yeah. Arietta has like that sidearm angle in, in a way. Arietta kind of comes right over the top. Another thing I noticed about Arietta is his pickle one his pickoff moves awful, and he's slow to home plate, really slow to home plate. Do you yeah, the, that, Do you guys think Nola's problem is that? He's almost aiming the ball where he wants it to go instead of just letting it naturally do what it's supposed to do. Because I'm, I'm, I'm getting that feeling almost when I, because that's the one thing, and I'm glad that you brought up how everybody throws their pitches. Because I'm starting to pay attention to that too. You guys know I'm a big film guy when it comes to football, and I'm trying to get into it with baseball and pitching. So when I I pay attention to pitches, you know everybody has you know their signature thing, their signature throwing style. And then when I look at Nola, it almost and I'm I'm still an amateur at this, but it's it seems as though he's almost aiming where he wants the ball to go. Like you said, he's telegraphing it almost, telling telling the hitter what's gonna happen. Right. So when I look at him and I observe him, it's almost like he it, to me, it just looks like he's aiming the ball. I could be wrong, but that's just how I observe it. Sometimes okay. for me it's almost like he he and I've seen that too too. And and pitchers get like that. They want to almost like if they're in trouble, they're not pitching the same. They're almost overthinking. They want to put it and they, they try aiming it. Their velocity dips a little bit because right. they're not throwing as hard, things like that. So I see that in, in Nola. And I also see times where it almost looks like he's just throwing it and, and, and see what happens, especially with his curveball. I feel like last year his curveball, he had he had a nice grip on it and it, it just it, that thing just was a saucer. That thing curveball just, was nasty. And now he's almost either just throwing it and like, you know what? It's early in the season whatever happens happens or he's almost just yanking it he, he's he's holding on to the ball too long and what that causes is basically instead of releasing it here and letting it go up and then come down he's releasing it here I, and then that's what gets it to go and in, into the dirt so it's just not the same i do think you guys are on to something about that because i remember last year when we first got arietta and he was struggling a little bit sometime in the season last year uh i the mlb network is honestly fascinating some of the analysis that yeah. they do and they they were focusing on jake arietta yeah. one time and they were comparing his uh release right. from what was going on then versus his cy young year in 2015 and i mean yeah you're right i mean i, I forget exactly what but his really his arm angle was a lot different right and 
I mean, I, it's little things like that. And even with batting, too, they, they talk about it all the time. Like, if you step your foot like this, it's going to cause your bat to do that. Yeah. I, I, it's I was just explaining to you guys the release point, but for everybody listening, when I'm saying when Nola releases the ball in the in the middle towards the middle of the zone, when he's coming forward, when he releases that thing in the middle of the zone, the curveball, what it does is it, it comes up in the zone, and then right before, you know, when the batter's obviously he's got to make a decision, swing or or don't, that thing kind of just drops into the middle. And when I said he releases it here, obviously when I'm talking to you guys, but when he releases at a lower angle, that thing starts on the bottom half of the zone. Right. And then it dips into the dirt. Right. So the arm angle is different, and I don't know if he's holding on to it too long and, and what that's causing him to yank it into the zone. But two things, that's just the two things. And obviously, Noah's, he's got the stuff. We all, we all, we're not saying he doesn't have the stuff, but right. I just think it's little things that he needs to work out in bullpen sessions with the pitching coach. And I don't think he's too far away in getting back to it because we've seen times where he's, when he's not holding that ball too long mm-hmm. and he's locating that fastball against the Rockies a couple weeks ago, he struck out 12 in like six innings. Yeah. I mean, we've seen his dominance this season i just if we want to be that team that can compete for the division title now i mean now it's a little it's closer now because kutch goes down we're still a game and a half up on the braves they lost last night um but if we want to compete for this division title we need these guys to be on the top of their game yeah yeah and the consistency 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 is key the the pitching is way too inconsistent Mm -hmm. the batting has to make up for the pitching at times and that's not that's not that's not how a good baseball team is supposed to be run. Everything is supposed to be cohesive. Everything is supposed to work in unison. Because it's going to come a time when you're in the playoffs and it's cold weather, and that pitching is really going to be a major key factor in if whether or not you win in that series. Because the hitting is going to go down, the weather is colder, that ball is not going to travel as far. Science, people. Yes, sir. I want to ask you guys about two things, Chris. First for you, Nick Pavetta, six shutout innings against the Dodgers in L.A. over the weekend. Obviously, he's going to get mm-hmm. – I mean, for that he, performance, he's, he's going to get more starts. He's earned himself another start. Yeah. Definitely. The inconsistency in the beginning of the season is what caused him to get taken down to the minor leagues. He mm-hmm. just wasn't pitching um, up, up to standards, up to par, I should say. But now with that Dodgers performance over the weekend, what do you, what can you expect from him? Are you Are you more confident – do you think no. this is the same Nick Pavetta that we've seen in the past? He, he'll go out there and dominate. The only thing that holding me back with that statement is the fact that is a, it, excuse me, it was against the Dodgers in L.A. You know, it wasn't against a division of the Mets, the Marlins, for example. Best team in the National League on the road. He goes out there best, six shots. Best innings. team in the league, dude. Yeah. Best, honestly, I, I mean, Nick Pavetta. I've I've never been. I know you're a Pavetta fan. I've, I've always been a little bit more favorable towards Eflin. Um, I mean, he's earned himself another start, and it, it's been the same story we've been talking about, and it's going to be the same thing until the end of the season. If he can get into a rhythm, uh, this team can needs everything they can get. That, that was not a good sentence. I, I, I've never had Man, that's a whole ludicrous. lot of trust in Nick Pavetta, but if he can string together a couple wins, great. If he can... I mean, Hector Neris has kind of redeemed himself to me this year. Hector Neris was a guy that if you brought him up to me at the beginning of the season, I would have said, get him out of my, bull- get him out of my bullpen. I, 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 I've never, I was never a Hector Neris fan ever since that bad game two years ago against the Dodgers where he gave up three freaking home runs in a row. It, you, uh, love, you love ir- irritating me, don't you? 
Which one? Because that's the what? that's the game that I fell in love, fell out of love with Hector Neris. No, no, I'm saying that's the game where I was like, okay, screw this guy. Yeah, and yep. it took him two whole years, two whole seasons to get to this point where I'm like, okay, Hector Neris might be my guy. Oh, what's what's wrong? Too? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who? Uh, Sir Anthony's hurt. David Robertson's out. Who are you gonna put in there? Yeah. I mean, sure, maybe J.D. Hammer. As the, anyway, as no. Max once said, anyway, somebody, <laughs> somebody, somebody Tommy Hunter, <laughs> go get Tommy him, Tommy. Hunter. And this is the thing about Tommy Hunter. I have, I've seen this guy pitch well in this league. He's a veteran. He's a former first round pick. He sure is. He's a guy that'll give you two innings out of the bullpen, which I think is huge, especially the way Capital likes to use his bullpen. Hector Neris went an inning two thirds for the save yesterday. First of all, and he's done that a lot. If if our starter gets into trouble, can't go too far in the games. Maybe only goes five innings. We got now Velasquez in there that can give you two innings. We got Hunter hopefully coming back soon. He can give you two innings. To, to finish up my poorly worded answer to you, uh, yes, I I I have to put my faith into Nick Pavetta because who else can I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the that's the sad reality. It is. Listen, pitchers, bullpen. This this is all I need y'all to do. Sorry. Enough is enough. Start playing with some jam in here. Let's go. Please. That's all I'm saying. All right, Peter. Thank you. <laughs> Step up. I, I want to talk to you about how this defense in the infield and the outfield is aligned right now. I think guys that are out there that we just plug in and are definite, we look at them and are like, we're confident in them, right? JT behind the plate, Hoskins, Segura, Harper, Chris, what, what's happening? I So watching that game yesterday against the Padres – that that tough inning, I forget who was on, I think it was actually Hector Nares, where <sighs> base is loaded, and Manny Machado hits a pop-up, Segura, and right? Segura, yeah. man, he sprinted over there and just got there in time to catch that ball. And I just couldn't help but chuckle to myself, man, would Manny Machado, if he chose the Phillies, sprinted for that ball? <laughs> I just couldn't help but laugh about it. That's a good point. I don't know. I, I was like, man, because honestly, I mean, I love Harper. I, I'm glad he's on the team. Jay, Bru- I mean, Jay Bruce has only played mm-hmm. two games, and you know, he's on my good side right he's now. He's gonna be. He's gonna probably be playing almost every day now with G- the injuries. Gene Segura yeah. has honestly been my favorite player so far this year. It's hard not to argue with that. Man. Been hey, consistent. Gene Segura has been freaking great. Plays pretty he, good defense. He's got a. He's got a good bat. You can say he's probably the most, the more underrated signing this year. Oh my, yeah. Oh we, yeah, we got him from from the Mariners yep. and, um, for Crawford and Carlos Santana. So yeah, he's uh, the move we made to get him definitely underrated, and That's he's produced right. really. Yep. He's produced you know above expectations so far this season. Scott Kingery, the way he's playing at third base every day, I say keep tar- yeah. keep trotting him out there. Why not? If it ain't broke, don't fix. There it. you go. That's so, what I'm saying. I think Cesar's now cooled off, and he's he's probably my biggest question mark. I've never been a big Cesar fan. I know Chris, you you've had you have. He's not your cup of tea. No, he's not. <laughs> that is a real throwback. He that he's, is a real throwback. he'll have a good month stretch where he he produces at the plate. I just think one he's slow for a middle infielder. I'll, I'll tell you that right now. He's slow for a middle infielder. Yeah. His defense hasn't been, it's been okay. You know he hasn't. He's not as good as Segura is at shortstop, no, and his no. bat's been quiet. So you is can't it, really do. What the thing you could say is move move Kingery to second base and put Franco in there, but Franco's giving you next to nothing right now. I guess you just have to ride it out. So I mean, I would say this 
little cool off for Cesar started with that Dodger series. He has certainly been a lot more quiet. Because if you listen to last week and two weeks ago, we're talking about how great he's hitting the ball. I think it's all part of the baseball season. Yeah. Because we were talking about Andrew McCutcheon like this three weeks ago. Yep. And, you know, it's a whole, it's the whole season. Everyone has ups and downs. I'm not worried about Cesar yet. Um, now, Tanner would have said that you mispronounced his name. Andrew McClutchin. That's how you All right. to say his name. All right, Tanner. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, I mean, he's a, he's a switch hitter. He's the only switch. Yeah, he's the only switch hitter on this team. And Oh, Andrew, Andrew but only switch oh, hitter star, Andrew Knapp. Sorry. He's technically still on the team. I'm sorry, Andrew Knapp. I didn't mean to do you dirty like that. Yeah. I know you're on the team. Eh, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, he hit a solo home run in a blowout loss against the Brewers. I remember that, yeah. Yeah, no, but I, I, I mean, Cesar is no stud. He 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 just isn't, and I don't think he ever will be. Here's my problem: he's a leadoff hitter now. I know I know he's not a superstar, but we he's were, a leadoff guy we were now. Talking, and that's shaky I mean, for me. I mean, last last week and two weeks ago, we were talking about Cesar. Like, you know, he's hitting the ball well. Let's put him at the top of the lineup. We really don't have another option. No, we don't. No, not, not with Gene. The, uh, not, and jeans are only on their option. And he's and he has not a guy that's going to take pitches. You want a guy that's going to take pitches. Segura wants to swing that bat. And that's yeah. what was great about McCutcheon. Very patient bat. Yes. Very patient. And you know it's because yeah, it really sucks that we're losing our leadoff guy for the rest of the flipping year. Man, when he, when McCutcheon sent out that tweet, did you see that? The, the pray for me. Yes. I was like, oh my god! I thought you just like tweaked something. What do you guys think? What do you guys think about putting JT Romuto at the leadoff spot? Uh, that's that's interesting. You that, don't really see a catcher leadoff. Yeah, that that would be different. That would be. I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to it. He's not. He's not a slow guy like most catchers. I just think he's one of those guys that just sticks to the fundamentals. He'll take pitches. He, when Kapler asks him, "Hey, you take some pitches up there," you know, he's you know, you can put trust in him. I just feel like he's a good, solid hitter. The guy that's going to get on base, he can walk a little bit, makes good contact. And then, you know, you don't have to rely on Cesar. I know Cesar's a switch hitter at the top of the lineup, but he can dive back into his normal spot in around five or six. I, I know this might be asking someone to bite off more than they can chew, but would you think about Scott Kingery hmm. leading off? Because he's been hitting the bat well. He's, been, he's well over a 300 average. And he's been finding the ball lately, and I, he's a he's a fast guy. I would not be opposed to that. No, I mean, but I like, just feel like Cesar's a guy that if he's in that six spot or seven or whatever, he's he's a good player at this in the lineup at this mm-hmm. six or seven. We saw that earlier in the season when you got the big guys Harper, Hoskins, Romito, they come up, and then you know Hernandez is a guy that you put behind them, and he can drive a couple runs in here and there. I mean, he was playing well. Remember, he had that month stretch a couple weeks ago. He just he just finished up, um, and he man, he was playing well there. I just feel like a spot. Like down in the lineup lower mm-hmm. is, is a place for him, and I would try, you know, mixing and matching at the, t- at the top. You know, find somebody that is a smart player all around fundamentals. He's going to make good contact, take some pitches. Yeah, Scott Kingery could be that guy. That's the one he thing for be. me. He's got that. Whoever's in the leadoff slot, they have to be patient. You cannot just be going up in there swinging for the fences. You have to work that count. Yeah, Jay Bruce. <laughs> I just think Real Muto. He's he's kind of. He's kind of been the one guy we we haven't really talked a lot about, and I think he's so far this year he's been kind of overlooked. I feel like behind the plate his defense has been great. His bat hasn't been anything crazy. He's batting like around two seventy, maybe two sixty five now, and I just think he's hitting. He's a great hitter. I think he's an underrated hitter. I think he's a really good hitter. He really. If is. we move him up, 
Segura, I like in the three spot because he wants to swing that bat. He wants to drive in those runs. Yeah. Harper at two is fine. You know, Hoskins being cleanup is fine. I just think you maybe within, an, especially coming up, we got some weaker opponents. Yep. You know, mix this, and match a little yeah, bit. Try, try time, something new. Yeah, this is the time where you want to experiment, see what works, see what doesn't work. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. Hazley yeah. in the eight spot. You know, he just came up, so you want to, you know, you want to put him lower in the lineup, obviously. Yeah. yeah. But man, if he can give you anything, because Oduble really wasn't giving us anything at, nope. in, in his position. So if he can give us anything at the bottom of that lineup, that would be great. And the pitching, which. People were saying that they're concerned about the bullpen. I think we're going to be okay with the injuries we have. We have like six guys that we counted on coming into the year that are hurt right now, yeah. um, and I think we can get starters. Maybe one. You can't. You can't beg for two. I don't think at this deadline, especially Kutch being hurt now. Yeah. You don't want to go out and give up too much of your farm system on these starting pitchers. Yeah. But if we can get a decent guy, <laughs> you nothing has nothing crazy. Maybe you know what I would look for now. Honestly, I would look for a guy that has control. You know, two three years of control. So he's ready for that if you take that next step with this team. That's right. kind of all together. You know, we got real Muto under contract, Hoskins and Harper. If we can get a, a starting pitcher that's not – we don't have to go too much for. We can kind of keep him for two, three years down the road. Bring him along with Nola. Arietta's only got one year left in this deal. And I want him out of here, to be honest with you. Arietta? Yeah. I I, mm-hmm. I, don't, I just don't think that's he's got it anymore. You, uh, you can't handle one more year of him? Only that's- because this. Only because – if he was a fourth guy in the rotation – fine all right great we yeah. need him we're tr- we want him to produce more than he's capable of at this point in his career and he's just not that same guy anymore. that's something to explore in a future episode but um I, right now who else you got and i mean you're making more and more sense like the further we get into the season the less i'm like the the less i want J- madison bumgarner i almost said jd bumgarner like what <laughs> this lineup is capable of putting up 10 runs on any given day uh, Kutch goes down. I just don't want to give up on the season. This no, team's yeah. still capable of winning no, this division. Yeah, absolutely. Can go deep, right? absolutely. We can compete with the Brewers. The Cubs get Kimbrel. I think Kimbrel obviously won his past his prime, and he's worn down. He's thrown a lot of innings. But that bullpen, though, I mean, yeah. with with Brad Brack, is that his name? And Steve Ciszek, and now you uh, have Craig yeah, Kimbrel. Okay, yeah, fine. But those guys are just like our guys. They're not any any better than the I guys mean, we have. I wouldn't say Ciszek's that bad. He's okay. I've seen him get his doors blown off multiple times in the years past. Yeah. So I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> what I'm saying is, if I'm at bat and I got a bat in my hand and C checks on the mound, I'm not you know scared running back into the dugout or anything. <laughs> I'm like, man, I'm looking for that fastball right down the middle that I'm going to crush over the fence. And I, I mean, I don't know if I mean, I think Kimbrel might start out cold because you know he's been sitting out for about a third of the season. But I think you guys. I mean, I still think are, he's just a, a little too high on Kimbrel. I feel like. He's at, still listen, at at this point. I don't have to hear about him. You know, rumors, free agency. I'm just like, man, thank. You. It's about damn time. Thank you for just I, signing I'm with I'm telling team. you, when we get these pitchers back I, in this bullpen that you guys aren't high on, and I'm you not, see Tommy I'm, Hunter out there throwing some good innings for us, you're gonna be like, all right, man, <laughs> you were right. Okay, fine. Okay, matchup. Who, who? What name scares you more, Craig Kimbrell or Tommy Hunter? <laughs> I mean, come on. Look, Craig may look funny up there on the mound when he does this weird thing. Remember when Philadelphia completely made fun for yeah. that like four years ago? That was great. <laughs> Even though we were losing by like five runs at that time. Yeah. I mean, I don't think Kimbrel is done. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I, don't, I know that's for not the what money you're that saying. he's getting paid. Yeah, that yeah, Tommy that. Hunter getting paid peanuts. <laughs> Give me Tommy Hunter. That is blasphemous. That is You're a paying club. a guy $43 million to pitch one inning. That is a heck of a contract, man. 
I mean, think about that for a second. That's, for one guy that's going to pitch one inning, and he, he's only going to pitch what? He can only go two, three days in a row. That's got to be a dream job. Like, <laughs> I only have to work for 20 minutes, maybe. Let me just lay this out real quick, and then we'll dive into this Pearls talk. Uh-huh. When you look at this thing as a whole, our bats are fine. I mean, you want to get maybe another batter, maybe one more bat. I don't think we need two bats. So we want to get one bat, maybe an outfield, a center fielder, a veteran guy in the center field to, you know, kind of fill out our lineup. I think our lineup right now is fine. Now, listen, I have more confidence in the relievers when they get healthy than you guys do, maybe. But I feel like when those guys get healthy and we can have one more starter in this rotation that if we can have one more starter in this rotation that we can count on, I feel like when the playoffs come and we have Nola, the the guy we get at the deadline, maybe Mm -hmm. Arietta, I think this team could be dangerous. And I think you guys got to start. Oh, yeah. I think you guys got to start. I think you guys got to start realizing that this season is not over and we can go we can make a deep play we're not run. saying the season's over i'm just saying that i hate this bullpen <laughs> that's what t is saying this I'm bullpen's just not saying. bad this bullpen is not bad i'm stamping it right now when this bullpen gets this, healthy david this, robertson this, the guy we signed a big a contract for okay look okay when it's healthy maybe right now this is not a good bullpen right now it's not a good bullpen when this Thank bullpen you. gets healthy and it will it will get healthy will eventually Yes, it will. Old man David Robertson is going to put it together, get out there, and have his 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 Brad Lidge year where he has. David Robertson is a great relief pitcher. He's shown it his entire career. Okay, I agree with you. He has not shown it yet. I understand that as a Philly, and I understand it. I'm. I just feel like when these guys come back and get healthy, if we have another starter added to, if say this, okay, think of this scenario: the bullpen gets healthy, right, and they're pitching really well. We still have the same rotation that we have right now. We're just not making. We're not going to be able to take that next step. We need another starter in this rotation, so that if and when the bullpen gets healthy and performs well, we can be able to ride that pitching altogether with our lineup and run into the playoffs and be like, okay, Brewers, like we can take you guys in the seven game series, or the Cubs, we can take you. I know you got Kimbrel, but we can take you in the seven game series. Is that like a wise ass comment? <laughs> we can. We can. Man, beat the, we can easily beat just, the Braves. It's, I, it's just so. Uh, I'm not. I can't even really point out one particular game. It's a bunch of games. That we have played where... Because we got guys like J.D. Hammer out there. We got guys that are calling from AAA and throwing out there to see if they can do it. I'm J- telling I'm, you, think, I'm think cool of the future. With, I'm cool think with J.D. Hammer right now. No, there have been multiple games where, you know, because, I mean, T, you understand. We we all work a lot. I don't mm-hmm. get to see every game. So I'll get the notification, oh, 7 nothing Phillies. What do you know about that? That's great. Going to win. And then I'll get the notification, <laughs> Phillies win 7-6. to six. Holy crap! Right. Oh. And they they blow a huge yes thank you I <laughs> cannot trust this bullpen okay yes not yes. now there, not with no names are... like Juan Acasio out there bunch of low lifes I'm telling you I'm telling you when, I'm telling you guys, I'm telling you guys when we get actual you know proven relievers back and healthy not made up video games veterans veteran presences in the bullpen hey people that's turning into a sound bite. <laughs> Juan Acasio is not going to lead us to be able to beat the Brewers in a seven-game series in the playoffs. No. <laughs> no, David Hector Robinson, Neres will. Tommy Hunter, Hector Neres, you could buy those three guys. Okay, I'm not on the Tommy Hunter train, but maybe Hector Neres. Yeah. And Dubarai Ramos, who you guys probably don't even know who he is, uh, he's no, good. He's great. He's fine. I want Victor Arano back, too. Victor, well, he's not coming. He got surgery. He's going to be out the rest of the season. It's an outrage. I know. Adam Morgan, he's good, too. He's going to come back. I agree with you on that. There's four guys right there on the top of my head. Sir Anthony, hopefully it's not anything serious, and that'll be number five. And then you won't have to hear from the Juan Nicasios of the world or the Jose Alvarez's <laughs> of the world. 
Just a bunch of random It's funny guys. to me, too. Okay. You understand what I'm saying to you? Oh, no. We don't have to rely on Velasquez giving up 400-foot home runs every time he comes in out of the I bullpen. I mean, most of those home runs are 400 feet because that's the size of the baseball stadium. <laughs> 400 and maybe, all right, fine, 450. He was giving up moonshots. There you mm-hmm. go. That's bad. And, and a home run's a home run, Chris. A home run's a home run. <laughs> Doesn't matter how far they hit it. Even if it's at a T-ball stadium, it's a home run. 331 feet down the left field line at Citizens Bank Park is a home run. It sure is. All right, Joe. You're not wrong. Real quick. Hitters Park. Sorry. You want to touch on Sproles, too? Yeah, let's, let's touch on some football. Give me a green right slot. Spider 2 wide banana. Shut up, John. <laughs> Shut let's, up. Let's touch Worst on coach. Sproles situation. Um, I've, I heard what you said to Tanner about you um, wanting Sproles back because of his returnability and you not wanting to put pressure on Deshaun, and that's a, that's a, viable, that is a viable statement. Here's why I say it's time to let Darren Sproles go. Because you're a cutthroat who doesn't care. Hey, hey, hey. About. Hey. About Hold loyalty. On, hear him out. Hear him out, Chris. Hey, hear him hey, out. Hear hey, him out. Hey, 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 wait a minute. That's not true. Okay, yeah. Okay. Okay. Hear him out. See, I'm with you. Yeah. Look, I say you don't bring him back because look at your running back uh, situation right now. You have Jordan Howard and you have Miles Sanders and you still have Corey Clement. And you still have Josh Adams. You have... Wendell Smallwood. Really? (laughs) Really? (laughs) Did you just bring his name up? Really? All I'm saying... He got a lot of touches last year. All I'm saying is the running back room is crowded. And I think amongst the undrafted rookies that they bring in, you can find one or two guys that can return the ball. If you're going to bring him back simply because... Of his return ability. He's a good guy. You can find somebody else. You can find a young guy to return punts. Like, that's that's simple. Okay, T. Is that, you're good? I'm not going to, like, now we have players that can replace him in offensive okay. packages. Right. So. I definitely want to respond to this. Okay, just continue, continue. So, like, I, I just don't see no point of him, point of bringing him back. I mm-hmm. like Darren Sproles. You know, I think he's one of the most versatile guys I have ever seen for his size, pound for pound. But I say let him go. Chris, you want to touch on this real quick? Uh, even though I'm poking T, you know, trying to get him mad, I, yeah. I don't think we should bring him back because, you know, I, I want to see Corey Clement have a resurgence because he was so good his rookie year. Right. Uh, you know, I want – and, you know, Jordan Howard and Miles Sanders, I would say, are ahead of him on the running back depth chart, and they're going to get more touches than him. And, yeah, if you're bringing back Sproles, it's – Strictly special teams, I feel like. And like you said, you, you can get anyone to do that. Right. This is why I think you're both wrong. Oh, and we do bring oh, back. Oh, here we go. If this was the Miami Dolphins, I say, you know what? A young guy. Step on in here. Take over. Take over the return abilities. But because this team's contended for a Super Bowl, you want veteran presences out there. You want guys that have been there before, played through playoff games. Corey Clement been has been injuries. there. You, I'm not talking about the running back spot. We're never, he's never going to have one single carry for us this season. Carson one, Lynch because he gets there. injured too much. Right. Two, because we already have running backs that are more talented than he is. Right. You, you simply bring him back for the punt return on the right contract. That's the key, the right contract. So I'm bringing him back just as a returner? You want to put like a, a, a young buck out there returning punts in like the divisional round? No, you want Darren Sproles <laughs> back there, a guy who's done it before, a guy you can count on. To take that thing to the house. I'm going to bring back an aging 35, 36-year-old running back just for his returnability. Yes. That's it. You What do you want to do? Who's another option? You just want to go out there and find somebody? Oh, okay. You'll plug him in there. DJ. You want a guy you can count on. 
This yes. team's built for Super Bowl still, contending right yes. now. I still have to Sean Jackson just in case. Now, now, no, no. Now, no, no, no. You, you oh, want him on. healthy. You don't you, want him doing something I was, stupid. I was just about <laughs> to say that. I was just about to say that. I'm not saying use him as the main guy to return. All I'm saying is it's not like we don't have return guys. That's what I'm trying to say. Wendell Smallwood. Are you out of your mind? <laughs> Sproles is a proven guy. He's done this his whole career. Give him one more You're year. You're not wrong. You're on not the wrong. cheap, on the cheap. Give him one more year. Bring him back. See if we can win a championship. You're not. You're not wrong. And I, and he's got some motivation. He wants to be the top five all time all purpose yards. He wants that. Right now he's sixth. He he could be in the top four if he has a healthy full season. If. If, he's got if, motivation. A, he said he wants to play in the Super Bowl. That's a he said he's got a ring, but he a, didn't play in the Super Bowl. He wants it. He's got serious motivation this year. That's a big if, though. I just yeah, that's a big if. And he's a look, Darren. You're great. I love you. You're a, you're a tiny dude, and you're aging. All right. See, I don't even look at the simple fact that he's tiny. I look at the heart of the player. Look, he's got the heart. I just gave you two things. He look, wants to come back. He he's has got the heart, but does he have the stamina? Does he have the body structure? He's only out return punts. He's not out there getting snaps on first and second down. But then now I got to look at it from the whole team standpoint of view. I'm going to bring a guy back strictly for punt yes. returns. Yes, you need a guy. You need a Devin Hester out there. The guy that's even though he's old as hell, he's going to go out there. And yeah, that's ludicrous. He's going to go out there and give you what you want. You want a guy that's been capable and shown the ability to punt. Not everybody's well, built for punt return. Well, you know, people say you can throw anybody out there, just and, like you're saying, and, play without well, a yeah, kicker. Yeah, I was, oh, no, like, no, I'm not well, saying. Well, no, no, I was going to say. Uh, I, I, I mean, I think, I think this happened. But when he was on the Browns, Jabril Peppers returned punts. I'm pretty sure. Jabril Peppers is built like Sproles, only a little yeah. bit bigger. But I, we don't I'm have anybody that not, has the returnability on this team right now. But but yeah, no, you're not you're putting Deshaun Jackson is, in there. You're not putting. You're not. It's you're just, just not like putting but a linebacker out there to kick kick field but, goals. All but right. That's why you have free agency, mm-hmm. undrafted free agency. That, excuse me. That's the reason why you go through mini camps. You go through training camp. Let's try to find the guy. Let's stop. Let's stop always going back. To the old veteran presence, sometimes you're really calming it's, us down. It's a situ- it's a time and a place for that. Now we debated about the offensive line with Jason Peters. Now I yep. think because you brought in a young guy, now that's the perfect time for Jason Peters to come in and teach the young guy. This situation, you got enough veteran running backs. You don't need to bring him back just for what. One, one sp- we shouldn't have brought back Jason job? Peters. I still disagree with that decision. Thirteen million for one. Yeah, it, it, Just put Dillard out there, and you can have Peters on the sideline standing there with a cap yeah, on his head and tell him what to do. Let me tell you something. Left tackle. That's you can arguably say left tackle is probably well, the second most. Dillard important is the position. best left tackle well, in the draft. Well, arguably, no, no, no. Well, do, do you get what he's saying though? I understand. You're, you're paying million. a guy. You know, we could have gotten Jeremy McCoy. We could have. You could take that money and put it on Jeremy McCoy. We got another stud or another pass rusher. Thir- we're paying a guy $13 million because of who he is. But there are things players or can teach. Or what he has been what in the he past. Has been. There are things players can teach players that coaches can't. Uh, and you're not wrong. And that's that's where I stand with it. But does that cost $13 million? And I, and I have a slight man crush from Jason Peters, so don't judge me. I'll find something personal. Listen, I, before I, we go, before I, we go. I, 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 I just want to ask Chris, you something real quick. Uh, I saw a report that the Eagles are having a tough time trying to trade Nelson Aguilar. What's your opinion on that? Well, well the contract, first yeah, of all. Yeah, that prob- contract. That's why they can't move him, man. Nobody, well, no, well, he's no, good in the slot, Chris. Yeah. What, you don't no. want him on the team? Well, my thing is, is you know, with Carson Wentz being Carson Wentz, we got to clear some space here. Don't get me wrong. When that $13 million comes off, that's going to go yeah. right to Carson. No, uh, look, I say Nelson I, Aguilar is going to stay for the season. He, he might get he traded. He had a great 2017 when he Wentz did. was healthy. 
He did. He made some big plays. He's going to be going. Yeah. He, All right. They're not trading that contract. Let me touch on this real quick, Chris. Kyle Lowry gets pushed by a fan last night. He goes diving out of bounds. The guy's sitting two rows over. Uh-huh. You know, two, no, not two rows, two seats over. Like, like he went out of his way to push Kyle Lowry, said some vulgar language to him. Wow. I just want to say, and after the game, Kyle Lowry was, you know, he basically he said. pisses me off. That's, there's no place for that. You know, the guy should never be back allowed in the arena. What do you guys think about that? I don't know if you saw the play or not. He, he what he did was he re- basically he ran out of bounds chasing a loose, loose look, ball, dove into the pe- crowd. People do dumb things in heat of the moments, and look, I don't. I'm not gonna blame the guy for Kyle Lowry. You know, flying into him. Uh, I don't know. Like, it wasn't into was, the guy. It was like two seats over, and then the guy reached over and like pushed him. It, okay, I, I guess it was okay. Because I didn't see the situation. I, I, I'm picturing like a All guy. Right. You know, getting jumped right on top of, mm-hmm. I don't know, but yeah, people hey, do man. dumb things in the. With you. And who knows? Who knows how much alcohol was in that dude's system? Yeah, that's you true. Mi- you mix Sitting alcohol. Side, you know, I get it, it. Exactly. I mean, close to the game. I mean, okay. If I can just tell a quick story, <laughs> once upon a time at a Flyers hockey game, a guy jumped into the penalty box with a hockey player named Ty Domi, and Ty Domi beat the crap out of that guy. And this and. Fast forward years later, the guys are best friends. Who knows? Well, um, yeah, but you're not going to say that in a, I, in a basketball game. I know, I know. <laughs> I, I, <there's, laughs> Especially dude, in the NBA I'm Finals saying, game. I, my, my point is people do dumb things in heat of the moments. That's a fair. guy jumped into a box with a professional athlete with knives on his feet. Yeah, that's not the smartest thing to do. Uh, just real quickly before... But no, no, you can keep the music. Uh, to, to the... To the two other Flyers fans that I know that listen to this, uh, uh, Flyers trade a fifth-round pick for Kevin Hayes. Love the trade. Uh, good guy to put at the second-line center spot. To you know, he's actually good. Oh, he's pretty good. Yeah, he's going to give us something. D- I-, I can't believe that the Flyers only got him for a fifth-round pick because the Jets Winnipeg, right? Yeah. The the Jets traded a good prospect and a first-round pick for him. Uh, they lose in the first round and didn't want to stick around in Winnipeg. So they got him at the trade deadline last year. Or they have the Jets got him at the trade deadline. From who? Uh, for a good prospect and a first who round. Who did they pick. get him from? Do you know who they got him from? Rangers. Oh. And it, and when he was with the Rangers, he was a Flyers killer. So I'm if the thing is, if Chuck Fletcher can't sign this guy, they just lose a first fifth round pick because he's not under contract sign right him, now. Sign him. We if need they, guys. They, if they can sign him, great. We need new good. We talked about this earlier. We need we need players in here for the next season. Oh yeah. Young, talented. Hey y'all. All right, people. Chris, what's the what's the website? Hey man, ThackerPortfolio.wordpress.com. You can catch the latest episode. The hottest website on the interwebs. On the sports. <laughs> All right, people. Backstreet Sports every Thursday, eleven to noon. Catch you next week. On the sports. Oh, you piece of Swiss cheese. <laughs>